Like both of the remixes just give you different vibes, man. Like if you want that, you want that street shit mixed with that, you know what I'm saying, that R and B shit. Like you, you, you listen to the to the Dolphin Money Man motherfucker. If you, if you want that, hundred percent, you know, just bossing up the, you know, bigging up the woman and just showing her love. But you listen to the original, you listen to Ty Dolla Sign. So I think both remixes give you something different. Right, 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 right. Man, it's a pleasure, man. You doing your thing out here, man. Um, thank you for thank joining you, the show tonight. I didn't use in that gym earlier. You was doing your thing. Yeah, I'm doing two a days now, man. I'm, I'm I'm trying to like I'm trying to get to a, to a certain level fast, so I'm doing two a days. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So I read that you were originally from Michigan. Yeah, um, and Ben Harper. Relocated, relocated to Atlanta and like in your early teens, right? How was that right. transition for you going from from Michigan to a place like you know the ATF? Um, it was, it was difficult at first, man. Um, you know, mainly cause I was young, you know, so I was 13, 14 years old. My, like really, all I really cared about was my, my homies and my friends. Um, I didn't really care about the environment. So that's what made it difficult for me. And that was just to leave all my, all my friends that I had made, you know, say everything, everything that I had going on as a young and there, I had to just let that go. Um, but as I got older, I started to realize like if I hadn't left, I probably would be in the same situation a lot of my homies are in now, which is either locked up or, you know what I'm saying, dead. But I think, I I truly think that that was one of the best moves I made was to, to move from, you know, from Indiana, from Ben Harbor, Michigan and Indiana, because I lived in both, um, to move, just move from that, just that, that, that side of the world, man, just like, because it, it really wasn't nothing but a bunch of gangs and stuff, gang violence and just a lot of ways to get in trouble. And me being the youngest of the crew, I was running with, like, I, as you can imagine, like, I was, like, running up behind all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, following my big homies. You feel me? So uh, moving definitely put me in a, put me on path to to do the right thing, for real. Respect. Respect. Sometimes you got to change, you know, changing your environment. Sometimes you don't understand yeah. it. At that time, sure. later on in life, like yo, I thank God for this. You know what I mean? Nah, um, who were some, some of your biggest influences growing up? Um, we got. I mean, I got a bunch of them, man. I, I was music-wise, I would say the Temptations to start off. Them, my favorite group of all time. Um, of course, Usher, Chris, Stevie Wonder, uh, Otis Redding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, also I had my, I, I had some big inspirations like my mom. You know, what I'm saying my dad, my older brother. You know what I'm saying? Even my, even my, um, you know, like my little brother, he was an inspiration to me because it was almost, because he would, he looks at, he looked at me like, so it was almost like I had to do the right thing so that he wouldn't do the wrong thing. You feel what I'm saying? So he was an inspiration for me to kind of get on the right track as well. So, yeah. Respect. You know, most of the time you don't hear, um, you don't hear folks credit their family too much. So. Nah, you got to, that's, man. Yeah. To, I think, I think sure. that's, that's where, that's where the foundation starts. With the family, man, mm -hmm. and, if, and if you don't acknowledge that, um, everything else you say after that really doesn't matter to me. Right, right. Um, you know, I remember seeing you on on the Voice. Um, you know, mm -hmm. what push what push you to sign up for that competition? 
my manager. <laughs> um, I didn't honestly. I didn't. I had no. I had no desire to be on a on a on a singing competition show. I don't know if it was because. Um, I just felt like it would be a waste of time or what. But I mean, in a in a little bit of it was I didn't want to. If I were to lose, I didn't want to lose on that big platform. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was kind of me in my head. But my manager kind of was like, "Yo, what can you like? What can you lose? What what do you have to lose? Like, there's only two, th only a couple things that can happen. You're gonna get seen by the world, and nine times out of ten, you're gonna have new fans. Because he's like, he's like, it's not like you sound bad. It's not like you can't sing. At this you know point, what I'm saying? Only, so he's talking me into only, it. It's only it's only for you to gain. It's only gonna. That's you know it. What I mean? That was at it, that man. Point, at that point, in your career it was yeah. only a game for you, regardless of which way it went. Exactly. It was a, it was a game. Right. Right, and that's the um, thing, though. Like, I once I really, yeah, once I really got that concept down, I was like, okay, you know what, you're right. The only thing, it's only, it's only gains you can get from this. Um, you know, during the voice, you you were mentored by by Usher. You said that he was one of your influences, uh -huh. well grown up. You know, how was it like working with him, someone who who really influenced you, and, and um, and what's something that he told you, you know, that stuck with you? past the competition um right working with us man it's kind of like yeah i mean and i feel like any r&b artist at that age and even this age now would it's like you know would be just in heaven to work with usher so as you know as you can imagine like me working with usher was like yo i'm working with usher so it was definitely an exciting moment for me um one of the cool things about usher is like he treated he treated me as if I was already famous. He did, he he didn't treat me as I was just a, a a fanatic or a fan. He treated me as if you know, hey, look, you on the right path. This and the third, I respect you as a, as a human. I, you know what I'm saying? I respect you at what you're doing. And I thought that was cool because a lot of people, a lot of artists that you meet, man, you know, everybody get this notion in their head like they stuck up or they this type of way or they they're probably an asshole or something like that. But he was the total opposite. Um, very insightful. Everything. Literally, there's nothing. Any questions that I asked him about music or, or, or how to do something or how to do this and how you stay so relevant for this many years. He gave me his honest answers, you know what I mean? And I felt like that was very insightful for me because these are, that's, that, it could be a blueprint for the next artist to follow. Like, hey, his main thing was stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't try not to get caught up in too much stuff. You know, only time your name should be in the headlines is when you release a single or, or when you go gold or when you, you know what I'm saying, when you finna do a tour. You know what I'm saying? So that was something that stuck with me. But the main thing that stuck with me was um, he told me to start trusting myself. And I say, start trusting myself, he meant by when I, you know, when I get on stage, you know, when you get on stage and sing, you get on stage and sing, it's kind of like you in your head all the time. I was in my head the whole time I'm on stage singing. So that kind of, that kind of like put a, um, kind of threw a wrench in my whole operation when I'm on stage singing, trying to remember the lyrics and I'm thinking about the next note I'm going to hit. Like, I hope I don't mess up. I hope I don't mess up. And then, you know, I might have a big note that's coming. Like, yo, this big note coming, you got to hit it. You, you don't be flat. Don't be sharp. You know what I'm saying? So It's the pressure. When he's, the pressure. He, yeah. He was like, you putting yourself under too much pressure. He was like, so what you got to do is you got to know, you got to be confident enough in yourself to say, hey, I'm going to get up here and I'm going to just do it. Because this is what I've been practicing for. Just get up there and do it. And once he did that, once he told me that, man, I, I apply that to everything from my music um, to when I perform, um, whatever. It's like, you know, Whatever, whatever comes, I don't. 
Yeah, salute to Usher, man. Um, I've had I've had an opportunity to work with him a few times on some shows um, that I've done, and, and he's 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 a genius, and he's real he's real down to earth. Um, as yeah. Well. So he, he seemed like he definitely taught you a lot just being under his wing for a period of time. Um, right. Work. I want I want everyone to be able to like people are saying you're breaking up. I want everyone to be able to hear the conversation. Are you on the Wi-Fi? I'm on. Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi. Cause you know, you know, you know that's how it is, especially like when you're like in Atlanta. So yeah, places, it's like it's either your, your service is, is, yeah. is better or your Wi-Fi yeah. is better. It's, it's exactly. So you got to pick and choose which one you, you use. So yeah, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you run the yeah. Wi-Fi. And it's not sometimes the Wi-Fi oh, is hell, man. So yeah, we good money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we good yeah, money. We clear. Um, you know, being eliminated, right? How how did you turn that? How did you turn that elimination um, into something positive and, and prosperous? Um, I just took it as a, like a, you know, I, I took it as a sign from God, like, all right, cool. I I took you as far as I wanted you to go on this show. Now use, now use what you, what you've, you know what I mean, um, acquired on this show and you, and you multiply it. Yeah. You know, of course I I was salty when I got off the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course I was salty, but I, I came home and I just, I kept on, I started recording and releasing covers and mixtapes and. And that was me multiplying. That was me, you know, taking advantage of what I had gained on the show. Cause mind you, when I got off the show, I had an I had an extra thirty, forty thousand people that well, they that wanted to still see what I had to offer. After Listen, I, 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 I was never really a big fan of the voice too much. Uh -huh. And I, I would watch a few episodes here and then. The episode that I caught, I saw you on it. Right. And I don't. I, I never followed up afterwards. But next, you know. Next thing I know, I see you got the V mixes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the YouTube. So literally one time seeing you on the voice, I was tuned in. You were able to go to exactly and was able to follow your career. From and that's what so. it that's what it did for me, man. Because at, at the time I didn't have I didn't really have a lot of people checking for me. So mm -hmm. after the voice, even like people would just they were checking for me, whether it be whether it be for new music, um, new covers or what. But now I had an audience to get material to. And I found that a lot of people on the show that I, even people that I was on the season with, they did not capitalize off of that. You know, sometimes you gotta lose the win. Yeah, sometimes you, you gotta, gotta lose the win. You know, and that's how I looked at it. And that's how I looked at it because at the end of the day, man, just being honest, man, you don't want to win those those type of shows. You don't want to win those type of TV shows, man. Um, those singing shows because you know these these people look at it like, okay, you wouldn't even be known if it wasn't for us. So we that we're like we basically own you. You get put in that box most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, you've seen a few people break out of that. Yes. Yeah. You've seen a few people who didn't win. Um, it's rare. Competitions like America Idol and stuff like that and, and be able to, you to know. go. And, and it's very few. Um, yeah, and, and that's how. And, and the folks who win, most of the time, we you know, nah, they're in that box. They, they no, that's how I feel, man. I feel like the voice was a stepping was a stepping stone for me to, 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 to be where I am now. Even though I didn't win, like I'm, you know, here I am, an independent artist, certified gold single on the way to on its way to platinum. Mm -hmm. um, you know, right. you know what I mean. No disrespect to the voice, but sometimes, nah, sometimes, sometimes you just have to go through certain things to get to where you at. Exactly. I remember seeing, right? I remember I, I watched your, um, your elimination like interview, right? And I remember you was like, "Listen, I'm just gonna go back home and I'm just gonna get to work." Yeah, that's you know what, what I mean. What, what, and, okay, what else can you do, man? Like, <laughs> and, the and, and the lady who was interviewing you, she was like, you know, I would be in the corner crying, you know, boo-hooing my eyes out. And he was like, nah, I'm just going, 
you know, I, I came, I did my thing, whatever, whatever. I got the experience, and right? And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get back to work, and and that's you know, that the mindset. What is that? Seven mind, years ago, got, seven years yeah. ago. Look, you, you got good. a lot yeah. of work. You put a lot of work in, but look, you got to certify, go single. You out here doing your thing, and and yes, and, and, and keeping R and B. You know what I mean? Bringing because you know, just I, I would say keeping R and B alive, but you know, you got folks that came before you, like the Tyrese's and the Tanks. And, yeah. Let's stick with the young generation. You know, yes. Yeah. R and B, and that's what you know we've been missing. You know what I mean? For right. For everybody who came up in, in the early nineties and everything like that, you represent for sure. Nah, for sure, man. I think that's what that's one of the things that I like to do with my music, man. Because I'm I'm a big '90s R&B fan, early 2000s R&B fan. I wanted to kind of um, like when you hear my when you hear my music, I wanted to put you in the oh, this sounds like some 2002 R&B or some 98 or 99 R&B. But then when it come on, you hear the lyrics and you hear the cadence and flows, it puts you it still puts you back in the mindset of oh, we still in we still in 2021, but mm -hmm. it give me. It give me those old vibes, and that's what that's those the, old vibes, but with a with a with a current flow. With, with a current flow, and I think that's that's the essence that I try to capture with my music, man. You know, two remixes, like I was saying earlier, to you got it. Um, the Ty Dolla Sign remix, and you got the remix with Dolphin and Money Man. Right. Um, how did these collaborations come about? Um, actually, what well, the Ty Dolla Sign one was a was a. Uh, a surprise for real, for real. My manager hit me and was like, Hey, yo, uh, check your email. I'm like, check your email. Um, I check my email. It's a verse. Oh, you got it from Ty Dollar Sign. I'm like, Yo, what? How? First of all, my first question was, How much did this cost? Like, how much? What's the budget like? Yeah, what's the budget swinging? like? Yo, so, but uh, <laughs> well, from you know, sure, from what I know, it was it was all love. Pe you know, heard the song. Um, people he loved it and um, just jumped on it. I mean, I, and I think that's. That's how you know you got an organic, um, you got an organic record, something that people can really say, "Oh, yo, I like this record. I want to be a part of it." And it was the same with it was the same with Dolphin Money Man as well. Um, it was, I was a little iffy about the Dolphin Money Man feature though because, you know, you got it as such a it's a song that's you know that's it's an R and B song uplifting women this that, and the third. I was catered to the woman that's real positive, yeah. real on a on a. Um, <laughs> I was a little clean note, on a clean note if you want to say. Yeah, so I was wanted curious on how it would sound, man. But then Dolph and Money Man sent their verses back. I was like, "Yeah, this is this right here, this ride." The way Dolph came in and then Money Man slid on his, I was like, "I'm I'm happy with it." I had no, I had nothing bad to say about it. Listen, at all. and just and just as a fan of music and as a fan of R and B, and when I played it, I was like, "Dolph and Money Man," like because I, I I know the original record, so yeah. I was like, "How are they gonna come on this?" So right. is it gonna get too raunchy? How is it gonna get? Right, and, you know, I, it, I, I had went to, into it the same way you yep, thinking. Yeah, I played yep. it and I was like, nah. I was like, cool. I was almost like listening to a cringe and like, uh, <laughs> like cringe like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> but no, nah, um, it came out, it came out good, man. I think they, um, they delivered on it. I think they, um, you know, because they could have did, they could have said some wild shit, but they kept it, they kept it, you know. They kept it in the, in, the, in the parameters of what the song was about, which I which and they I, delivered, and, and they still stayed themselves at the same time. You know what hey, I mean? Yeah. So exactly. he was able to. He was able to. That was a blessing right there. That was. Nah, that was dope. <laughs> and it's going crazy too, man. The fans, I, it's crazy feedback on it. I love it. Um, like you were saying, you've been independent doing your thing. Um, I know you've had like what five albums, four albums. Yes, four albums. Yep. How many mixtapes? 
Um, I think I'm losing one, two, three. I would say like four mixtapes as well. I gotta four go back. Tapes. Four mixtapes. Um, I did like I did one EP, bunch of just like um, it's like singles, just throwing out there, see what they're gonna do, and um, over a hundred covers and remixes. Like you have this a uh, 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 a large body of music. Yeah. And so, you know, your living testimony of don't give up. Nah, you, you know can't. what I mean? Um, and, you know, to just be honest with you, I've heard the B-mixes and for you, it was the project right before you that I right. heard a full project from you, right? Right. And just with you keep grinding and keep doing your thing and keep making it and putting your name out there, I had to go back and listen to some of that. Oh, shoot, he got this, he got that, he got this. Yeah, that's you the ripple. That's and the ripple. Yeah. Most folks, you know, putting out music, man, you know, you, you get, as an artist, you know, you sometimes, you know, it gets discouraging and it not being um, received the way, right. you know, the way that you want it. And imagine you working, man, you kept doing it. And yeah, imagine. You are. Yeah, imagine doing a whole album with 14 songs on it, right? taking your time, doing it, putting it together, and nobody listens to it. That shit can be very discouraging. And I had a couple albums like that. You know what I'm saying? Even to me, like, even my first album, 93, um, I thought it was a great album. But nobody really checks for it like that until Four Walls took off. And then Four Walls did his thing, and then everybody started checking. Then it, then it kind of died down again. Had to pick it back up. So, every like, you know, being, in, being, being I wouldn't even say being an independent artist, being an artist, being an artist in general, is an emotional roller coaster. Absolutely. Because one one minute you can be hot, the next minute ain't nobody's talking about you. And then you get another hit, bam, then you're hot again. Then nobody's talking about you. So it's all about you being able to say, hey, all right, that record didn't work. Let me try another one. Okay, that record didn't work. Let me try another one. And that's what kind that's what kinda happened. You just kept you just gotta keep releasing music and, and eventually one day something will catch. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, right, being independent, would you ever since you put out so much music and, you, and you've been doing your thing and you, you've had so many accomplishments on the independent tip, would you ever consider signing to a major? Um, right now, no. I think um, if I ever did decide to go with a major, I think that the um, it definitely would it definitely wouldn't be your 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 standard record deal at all. Not even close. You know, it would literally be. A partnership. I would never sign. I personally would never sign directly to a major label. It it would always have to be like my label, you know, because I'm signed to my label. It'd be my label partners with whoever, you know. We facilitate my label facilitate furnishes veto to the label. You know what I mean? It would have to be something like that because it's all I'm all, I'm all about the chain the, like the chain reaction effect. So if my if my label has a a major partnership, it makes my label look even better. You know what I'm saying? And then and now it's like your label is connected to this major label and now you got a major machine pushing you and your label. And I think that that's the probably the that's probably as far as I'll go. I probably would never sign directly to a major though. I mean, you know, twenty twenty was a great year for you. I'm yeah. pretty sure you've probably been, you know, getting some of those calls. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in the midst of a pandemic and everything that um that, that was going on in the world just with, you know, our people just, you know, fighting for equality and, 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 and fighting against all the things that we fight, you know, for against in 2020. Um, has any of the, the challenges that we faced last year, did, did it affect your writing, your recording for you? Um, 
I would I would say, you know, the pandemic definitely affected my writing and my creativity because how I get my creativity is by just getting out and meeting people, man. You know, getting out talking to people. What what you know, what's that what's your life story? Like what like what what have you what have you been going through recently? Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like I think being in a bubble is kinda like you're just kind of in your own world and it's like nothing nothing is coming. Everything is just everything you got in your head right now is just in there. So I, I'm like I would need to go and meet people, say, Hey, I go to the bar somewhere, bam, sit down, next thing you know, I'm talking to a to a to an older cat and he telling me about you know, how he did all this for his wife and she left him for some younger dude. I was like, all right, that's a song. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> let me let me go let me go take bits and pieces of it. He ain't the only one he ain't the only one that went through that. You know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. And I think that with the pandemic, it kinda like put me in a bubble because we couldn't get out. We couldn't go meet people. You know, you got these masks on, you can't see people smiling. Um I feel like it kinda stifled my creativity. Um I feel like it stifled my creativity from the, from the standpoint of just broadening my perspective on stuff. So I had to like grab different, uh, grab different, um, what am I looking for? Different, different shit out the air to write about. And it kind of, it was hard at first, but I kind of, I kind of got the gist of it. So it, it, it kind of helped me and it kind of hurt me because it helped me strengthen the side of not having to get outside all the time and go meet people to, for inspiration. So I, I was, I had, to, I literally had to, find inspiration within my home like most people have um yeah. you know what i mean just this 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 trying to stay inspired and and, and trying to find that inspiration and, and and what i've told people just time and time again just do things you know take advantage of the time and, and yeah what you want to do and, or, or you got a nine to five and you don't have time enough time to do certain things you want to do and, and take on your life take the time out to really focus it, but, you know, focus and put that energy. Right. I also think that, I also think that the pandemic really gave people, um, it gave them a sense of like, just being able to like go, just, just, just to reflect on life, man. Cause a lot of people, I know me, I'm so fast paced. I forget to text my dad. I forget to text my grandma, my brothers and all them. So the pandemic actually forced us to sit down and just reflect and say, Hey, I right, listen, let's start putting time into into things that really matter like time with family and you know, cause tomorrow isn't promised and as you know as you can see that i feel like Sometimes the we get so caught up in, in our yeah. day to day and working yeah but i feel like the pandemic was brought was brought to us to to show us that because as a world not even just as america but as a world everybody was just so caught up in their own little their own little thing and people forgot people started to forget about the important things in life How does Vito feel about the current state of R&B? Um, it's coming back. It's coming back. I think now it's. I think it's coming back because people are starting to listen now. I think one of the reasons um, it started to decline because nobody was really checking for R&B like that. Is that you know at one point in time you had you didn't really have a, you didn't really have singers out. You had people who could hold a note, get a song, and call it R&B. Mm -hmm. Right. So people looked at that as ah. Uh, Not singers. Was, singer. Yeah. Singers. Yeah, so they like, right? Yeah, they like, like we ain't really got no singers like this, so we gonna we gonna hold up until we come back around full circle. And I think now you got you got a bunch of young cats, um, including myself, that's kind of, you know, just kind of like opening that lane back up, like letting them know, like, nah, we really got some heat over here. You just gotta listen to it. And I think that's what that's what was holding us back. Like, 
Cause you got you got all these other big R and B R and B artists who doing their thing. They on the charts, so no, that's all people listening to. And nobody really trying to go check with no no new independent artists like that. But once people started to say, "Let me dig a little deeper," then you went to go. You started to go find, you know, people like me, uh, Tone Stiff. Um, you started to go find people like um, she even even at one point before her blew up. Her, I love yeah. her. She's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like people started to really go search, really to go search for those artists that. You know, were considered underground and not mainstream, and that was doing was was doing their thing. I remember when I did, yeah. I did a tour with Kalani, right? And yeah. LMA opened up, and mm -hmm. people didn't know her like that. And she was yeah. she moved up, and she was working, like you said, tones. Um, this is I never pronounced. Is it Sith? Sith. Uh, S T I T H. S T. He. I did a tour with August, and he he was the one of the opening acts for August, and he was yeah. doing his thing, and you know, so and I think at the same time the pandemic has really just kind of people telling people want to yeah get, was, yep. I, I, hate, I hate the word underground indie i hate it but i mean that's you, that's, that's what you know yes yeah, yes the name of the game man um i think like you said the pandemic definitely gave people that time to go search for new music because at, at one point people just listen to what's what's coming on the radio and that's all they know exactly. you know people weren't the same, going on. the same 30 songs exactly unless people you get going over the soundcloud you get the same yeah, man, but I think now we're at a place now where people are like, okay, we got some, we got a new, we got a new generation of R&B. We're the same generation as, as the people who were hot, you know what I'm saying, who were doing their thing, you know, a year ago, two years ago, but I think we're coming with a new, we're, we're coming with a different, a whole different sound, and, and it's actually giving you the R&B feels that you're used to, and I think that's, that's important, too. that's important, that's, well, that's important for me to put that in my music, like, I need to be able to give you the R&B feels that you're used to. Especially if you're older, like if you, you know, um, 28 to, to 35, 40, you know what I'm saying? Like I got, you got to get you, you know what I mean? Give you those, mm -hmm. those vibes. Mm -hmm. Who would you like to collaborate with? Let me see. Um, as, a, as an artist, I mean, I got a lot of people, man. Um, I haven't done, I haven't done an actual song with, with Chris or Usher, but them, those two are on the top of my list. Uh, Beyonce. Um, her for sure. I would love to do one with her. Um, Summer Walker. Let me see. SZA. I think his name. I keep. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the no, guy. Those are those are dope, those are dope names. I think you and SZA make a really good record. Yeah, yeah. Summer I think, Walker. I think y'all make something that's real. Easy. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that'll go crazy. I think that'll go crazy. Uh, I, I think his name G, G, Giovanni, Gibeon, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, G I B E O N. Yeah, him. He's dope. He's, He's super dope. dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think he got discovered from the, you know what I mean? He was underground. And then when people were like, yo, who is this on Drake's song? And they went to go, they went to go peep his stuff. It was like, oh, this, oh, he cold. You know what I'm saying? But that just goes back to, you know, people just wasn't checking for new artists or, or new music. Everybody was kind of stuck on what was being shoved in their face by the radio, by every YouTube ad, you know what I mean? Every Facebook ad. That's what, what was shoved in their faces, what they were focusing on. And I think people are starting to say, hey, all right, I'm getting tired of this. Let me go find something. Right, 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 right. What, 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 what can folks um, expect from you in 2021? You had such a good 2020. Yeah. Um, what, what, what else can we expect from you this year? Um, but definitely some more albums. Uh, <laughs> the album that's, that's set. Albums with an S. Yeah, oh, yeah, albums with an S. Um, I'm working, man. I'm already done with the one that's about to release. I ain't got no date yet. Um, but it's it's coming though. That one I'm on. I'm starting on the second one already. Um, 
I'm writing for on some really big projects right now. I can't really disclose anything, but I'm I'm on some real big projects that's coming soon in 2021. Um, I also want to get into some acting. I definitely want to do some acting, man. I've always had a, a passion for acting. Um, I think it'd be something dope to add to my repertoire because I don't want to really, be, I want to just be oh Vito the singer or Vito, you know, he's he's just I kind of want to be, I kind of want to be able to you know like go back and back and forth between the both. Um, not only because of you know the money is good in, in, in acting, but it also channels a different. It channels a different part of your brain, like you know what I'm saying. It's like it channels. It just brings something different out of you, man. I'm thinking. I'm like a lot of my homies that I know that are actors. They tell you like, man, you have to. Sometimes you have to become something you're not. You, you know, you say you got to become a gangster. You got to become a, a, you know, an asshole. You have to put yourself in that person's shoes. Exactly. You got to put yourself in the in the in the shoes of that character. And to do that successfully is truly a talent in itself. Mm -hmm. Like I, I spoke to um, Darren Henson a few months back, had a mm -hmm. conversation with him, and, and I asked him um, a question. It was something like, you know, how, it was pretty much like between the good and the bad characters that you play, who you consider. You know, and, and he was like, you know, I don't think I've ever played any bad characters. He was mm -hmm. like, well, I've always, as an actor, you always put yourself in that person's shoes, and you really have to. Put your really, mind, yeah, you, you got to put your mind in that person's mind, and if, they, mm -hmm. if you would, if those were the circumstances, right? What would you do? So you got to try to be understanding. Um, yeah. Who, who would you like to work with on film? Oh man, I would love to. I know that's a far fetch, but I would love to work along alongside Denzel. Uh, well, I knew Denzel was going to Will, Will Smith. I definitely. He's like Train Day Two and all uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Will. Um, Yo, Nate Parker's really dope. I, I mean, I just saw the, I just saw that movie American Skin. If y'all haven't seen it, go see it right now. It is literally the sad truth of America. I'm just gonna put it like that. It's the sad truth of America. It's gonna have you choked up. Um, but Nate Parker. Um, who else we got? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing a few Tyler Perry movies either, man. Like some, you know, some some family some family movies or some. Um, relationship movies or something like that, man. Tyler Perry makes some really good movies. I like that he's getting into acting now because he kind of got stuck in that lane of just mm -hmm. all about marriage and, you know, which is cool. Life ain't all about that. You know what I mean? But yeah, He's broken out into, like, with the other shows. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. My aunt, she called me all the time. I'm like, the have and the have nots, this and that. And, right. And, 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 and all this. And I'm like, I don't know nothing what you're talking about with these shows, but it's a totally, when she talks to me about it, it's a totally different from what we've seen you know from 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 the early uh, stages of his career yeah but with that being said man honestly man I, I work with anybody dog like um whatever i can do to get some content out there as far as like you know being an actor gotta make sense though can't be no <laughs> no bullshit but um i think i'm just would just really like to get my feet wet in that in that in that industry for real mm -hmm. um your father yeah um how do you balance? How do you balance work and follow? You got gotta work late. <laughs> you just gotta work late, man. Um, and I'm used to that anyway because that's how that's how I used to work when I started off. My I, I basically my whole day I plan my whole day out, and I usually get in the studio about nine o'clock, nine ten o'clock, and I stay in the studio until about four, four in the morning. Um, but man, you know, having a you know having a baby, man, it pays to have a partner, man, because when you you know when it's time for you to work. Your partner can hold hold the baby down when it's time for your partner to work. You can do the same. Um, so honestly, you just have to just make it work. You just got to figure it out, dog. Like it's really it's really no 
it's really no like no no formula to it. You just got to make it happen mm -hmm. because you can't it, you can't ha you can't your your baby can't always be the excuse of you not getting no work done. Mm -hmm. and, and at the same time, your baby can't be neglected. So that's, yeah, that's exactly. All the instincts is kick in. Mm -hmm. You just got. And my, my dad said that all the time. He said, I mean, you just got to make it happen. I don't know how you're going to make it happen, but just make it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's some of the best advice, man. I don't know how you're going to make it happen, but make it happen. How did you get the name Vito? I'm um, exactly my dad's alias name. Uh, he didn't want me to have a name. My, my dad's like street name back when we were from Michigan. Um, and he didn't he didn't want me to have a name because he so was. You, so, so what? Is he like you little Vito? Yeah, I'm little Vito. Yeah, ah, yeah, I'm Lil Vito. I'm Lil Vito. He's he's always been Big Vito, but all my family back home in Michigan call me Lil Vito. Yeah, but um, I mean he he allowed me to take the the, the little off and just be Vito. Like, all right, cool, cool. All right. He's like, he's like, listen, you know, you know, right. he's like, I ain't not Vito, look, but I'm gonna let, let you do this. <laughs> hey, don't don't overstep your bounds. Right now, but for a greater cause, you know what I mean? Yeah, my mom, my mom went against the grain. My dad was incarcerated when I was born, and my dad. It's like, nah, I don't want him to have that name. I don't want him to be, you know what I'm saying, affiliated with none of that. My mama went straight against the grain. Mm. Lil Vito. Like, that was Lil it. Vito. And by the time he got out, it was already a custom to everybody, Lil Vito. And I just stuck with it and ran with it. Um, wow. Everyone has their, everyone has their definition of, of, of success. How mm -hmm. do you define success? Um... The ability to wake up every day and just enjoy life, you know, um, just just wake up and enjoy life, man. You know, everybody, of course, you want to you want to be able to not have the money problems and whatever the case may be, have all this money in the bank. But I think for me, success is just waking up happy, man, waking up being happy because there's some people that got a lot of money and wake up unhappy as hell. It's some people that wake up that are, that are successful as hell, but wake up unhappy. And I feel like, you know. Waking up and just being able to enjoy life, go about your day smiling, you know, treat people right. Like, that's success to me. Of course, with the other monetary stuff and all that stuff, too. But success is just being happy, dog. That's success is just being happy. It's a fact because you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the cars. You can have yeah. whatever house you want. And unhappy. you want and be unhappy. As I've <laughs> seen, I mean? I've seen it, man. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, so. you know, people always say money can't buy, don't buy you happiness. Yeah, that's true. However, money does, money can buy you things that make you happy. You know what I mean? But that's but, a temporary fix. Yeah, it's a temporary fix, though. It's not, it's not, you know, internal happiness. It's like, all right, you want everybody to think you happy type shit. You know what I mean? But I think true, true, true happiness is just within. True success is really being happy within. Like, you know, you don't have the time to argue with people. Like, you don't let people knock you off your square, as my dad would say. Um, and I think that's, for me, that's my definition of success. There we go. Ask everyone that come on here, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, my, I want my legacy to be, that's, that's a good question. I want my legacy to be that, you know, just just, just be Vito. Vito. Vito spoke his mind. He didn't really follow... He didn't really follow the the, uh, the parameters of what R&B should be about. He didn't really follow. Um, he didn't really care about Because uh, you notice, I don't I don't really get into no beef or anything. I just want my legacy to be Vito made great music for everybody, um, especially the women. He respected the women. Um, and he did music because he loved it. 
and I literally did music. I do music because I love it. Because for 10 years, 12 years, I did music without anybody checking for me. And I, that's because I just loved it. And it's for my legacy to be, you'll love music. <laughs> he created music for the people. He created He created what was on his heart, whether whether the people liked it or not. And that's just, that's literally the, that's literally the approach I take when I make songs. Thank you, King. Thank you for joining me, man. Man, well said. I appreciate you, brother. Flowway Show, Vito.